The love of Jesus surpasses all. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that gives us hope. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you will bless us through the preaching and teaching of your word, that our lives will never be the same as we hear your word preach unto us. Cause your great grace and great glory to become our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today, I want to be sharing on God loved us that he gave his only begotten son and he laid down his life for us, Lord. And like we, we have just sung, greater love has no man than this. Put a scripture there, greater love has no man than this. That a man laid down his life for us all. He laid his life down for us all has become our hope of glory. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 27. The Bible says that to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. If Christ is in you, then glory is ahead for you. When we say the hope of glory, it means that it is the expectation of glory. So it means that your glory actually is found in the Lord. The Bible has said in, in Psalm 127, unless the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. And Psalm 121, the psalmist again said from verse 1, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. So we say Christ is your hope of glory. There are people who hope in businesses. They hope in their cars and houses and money. But the truth is that it is only Christ who is the real hope of your glory. There are people who put their trust in their fathers and mothers. They put their trust in their uncles. Some of them in their husbands and wives and children. Their hope is in their education. They put their hope in their wealth. But anything that is human is not lasting. Recently we saw a number of banks that folded up. One moment the person was a bank manager, the next day he had no job. When the tsunami came, where people had beautiful houses and lovely cars, very rich, but the tsunami just within minutes swept everything away, and so they became more than poor. 
Insujiri eba yene e wonye di eni nyo manko fo e wo a yene a dain e pepa nina ekoi ama mumbe ye in yafo. Some of us our hope is to to go to travel to Europe and America. But it's in none of these things that I've mentioned can be compared to the hope that is in Christ Jesus. And there's no human hope that can ever save us. Jesus Christ is the only hope for this world. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse number 5, the Bible says, Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. I believe that you've known people who were once rich, but uh, after some time realized that they were no more rich. Their riches flew away. So will you set your eyes on that which is not? Trying to look for money is like trying to catch a flying bird. It's virtually an impossibility. And that's why it's better to seek the Lord. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be added unto you. This is not to discount the importance of working hard. Because God himself has said that the one who does not work should not eat. And God himself is the one who created work. And so God expects us to work hard. But then our faith and our confidence should not be in the work we do. Our hope must be in him, the Lord. He didn't say amen. Amen. The second thing is that, now, now when you read Psalm 33 verse 17, the Bible says, a horse is a vain thing. A horse is what? It's a vain hope for safety. So if you think that your safety is to get a horse and ride on it, it's vain. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Christ is your hope of glory. Sometimes people put their hope in man. But it's a mistake. It is Christ who is your hope of glory. The hope of the glory of this world is Christ. In Psalm 118 verse 7 to 15, the Bible says, The Lord is among men, among those who, who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. Verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Verse 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. 
e yesa wudi wani da so ana se wo re be hye awrade mu sense wudi wani da so be hye ahemfo better to trust the lord than to trust in politicians enfa wo re hye aman amanyosefo mu than to trust in ndc mpp cpp wpc whatever amanyosemma yebugodin enfa wo re enhye omu bestain all nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. It means that when, when whatever surrounds you, the name of the Lord will let you overcome them. Verse 11 and 12, the Bible says here, they surrounded me, yes, they surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. In the name of the Lord, you destroy every enemy. Say, in the name of the Lord, you destroy every enemy. Amen. You overcome Amen. every challenge. Amen. You have the upper hand. Amen. I say you have the upper hand. In the name of the Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. The might of God will be on your side. And if God be for you, who can be against you? For in Christ Jesus, you are more than a conqueror. Slap somebody say, in Christ Jesus, I am more than a conqueror. Say, my life is in God. And I'm seated in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And because of that, I am sitting above the principalities and I am triumphant in Christ Jesus. Verse 12 and 13, Bible says that you push me violently that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The enemy will try to push you, but the Lord will help you. Whoever is plotting evil against you, the Lord is your helper. Whoever doesn't want you to succeed, the Lord is your helper. Whoever wants to bring you to shame, the Lord is your helper. Whoever doesn't want to pass the exam, the Lord is your helper. Whoever doesn't want your marriage to stand, the Lord is your helper. You will marry. Your marriage will stand. You will be blessed with children. You have your business going. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with your family. It shall be well with your soul. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 14 and 15, the Bible says that uh, the Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. That's why we have that song. The Lord is my strength and my song. Oh, he has become my salvation. He has become my salvation. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength and my soul. My soul. The Lord. The Lord is my strength and my soul. My soul.
The psalmist had been pushing the wall and had been through many kind of difficulties. But he said, the Lord is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. You know, he says, even when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. It means that there may be times your friends will forsake you. Your neighbors will forsake you. People around that you think you can depend on will forsake you. Forsake you means they will turn their backs at you. Your lover can forsake you. You call them, they won't mind you. Your husband is angry with you. Your wife says, I don't like you again. Your children are bored with you. Your parents have turned their backs at you. But when man turns their back at you and they say they don't like you again, the Lord will take you up. Yeah. Yeah. Psalm 27 verse 10. One of the scriptures I learned when I was very young, when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Not take me down. Take me up. I see you God taking you up. I say, I see God taking you up. When you are forsaking my men. When you are rejected by people. When the system says we don't like you again. You say it is well with my soul. I say you say it is well with my soul. Amen. Somebody say it is well. It is well. So what's that scripture? The last one. We're on. Verse 15. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents or the tabernacles or the dwelling of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. There will be the voice of rejoicing in your house. The voice of party in your house. The voice of marriage in your house. The voice of childbirth in your house. The child of business celebration in your house. The voice, the voice of glory in your house. The voice of money coming into your house. Voice of good things happening to you. The voice of rejoicing and salvation in the tents of the righteous. That shall be your portion. Hallelujah. Now, So I've told you two things that you got to do. Christ is your hope. Is that right? Christ is the hope of your glory. So you don't put your, your hope in businesses and houses and your cars and money. Number two, Christ is your hope because you don't put you know, your hope in people or men. Amen. It's a mistake. That's what it's a mistake. I am from so. You see, a man is there for you today, tomorrow he, he may be against you. <laughs> Number three. Christ is your hope. People put their hope in politicians to give us a good life. Politicians can never give us good life. Especially African politicians. Eh? Eh? Jesus is our only hope for abundant life. That is why do not die for politics. When they vote for money over there, do you hear about their monies? Last year, they were giving you V8s. V8, did you hear about them? You didn't hear. V8s. They were giving new V8s. It is only when they are not happy with themselves that they come and make a lot of noise. So, no, I'm not sharing this. I'm, I mean, I'm apolitical. I'm not being whatever. I just want you to know that politics will not change you. 
That is not what's going to help you. Your hope of glory is in the Lord. We need that so we And yeah, i your Your hope here. It doesn't mean if you have a politician friend, don't like him or whatever. Be friends with them. They are human beings. Preach to them. But do not look up to them that they are the ones who will make your life become anything. And if you're quiet. Someone you need be and a bible is he Amen. Amen. Is it helping somebody here? Yeah. You see, even the disciples at a point in time, they thought that Jesus was bringing a political solution. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, they said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? <laughs> because they were under Roman rule. Well, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And then Jesus just let them know that he didn't come for a political kingdom. Amen. Amen. So, all over the world, people vote thinking that their vote will change things. Yeah. In Nigeria, a few years ago, they voted good luck, Jonathan out. When Buhari showed up, they thought a Messiah had appeared. Yes. They thought a Messiah had appeared and said, let's vote, let's vote. Good luck is bad. It's that, that, that. And they voted Buhari. After Buhari came, now they are crying and saying, no, 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 no. Yesterday they should have voted. I don't know. I hear something, whether it didn't come on or whatever. It didn't come on. Yeah. And people are dying because of Atiku and Buhari. Yeah. And when they say people should go and fight, they don't go and take their family people to go and fight. Those who talk about boot for boot and those who talk about firing whatever and all those kind of things, they do not use their family people. So why should you be the one to go and die when God called you to preach and not to go and, not to go and die for politics? Am I preaching to you? Yes. Yeah. If something is wrong, you can talk about it, but do not. The only thing you, you must be willing to die for must be the gospel. Yeah. And not to die a foolish death. Amen. Amen. We thought we were changing government for the, the city to become better. Is that not it? And since we change it, the dollar has gone down. It has depreciated more. Meanwhile, we thought we were getting the best of brains. Best brains. Best whatever. These people have gone to school. They will make the thing. But I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what is going on. But the thing is that for what we hoped, it has not been so. Even though they tell us that underground, they are putting things together. You know, so the point I'm making is that let us not put our hope in politicians. Let us put our hope. Nobody should tell us that we went to church and a man was preaching about politics and he said the government is bad. I have not said the government is bad. We pray for government. Is that right? But government after government, before independence, we said self-government. And now we, want, we preach self-government thinking that when we start governing ourselves, the country will be better. But it never became better. 
Since Nkrumah constructed motorway, nobody has been able to construct motorway. We don't have any proper dual carriage. Small country like this, from Accra to Takradi, dual carriage, we don't have it. Go on the Cape Coast Road. It's a very winding road. If you are not careful, it's a, it's a, it's a very bad thing. You know? So, let us not think that politics will change our world. It's Jesus who is the answer. Sing for us. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there is no rather. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. is the way do you have some questions in the corners of your mind traces of discouragement and peace you cannot find reflections of your past seems to face you every day but one thing I for sure is that Jesus is the way help me say Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer for the world today mountains that you think you cannot climb the skies look so dark that you think the sun will never shine in case that you don't know it I tell you God's word is true and everything that he's promised you I know he will do it for you Everybody say Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him Jesus is the answer. Amen. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the hope of our glory. Amen. Who gives us prosperity and gives us healing. John 10 10. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I came that you have life and have it what? More abundantly. Hallelujah. And then he came in Luke 4 18 before he started his public ministry. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So Jesus 
came to heal every broken heartedness. He came to heal. He came to preach. He came to teach. He came to heal. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Anybody bound in any way, Jesus came for that you'll be free. He said it himself. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So anybody who is poor here, get ready for the good news. That you are coming out of poverty unto prosperity. From shame unto glory. From confusion unto orderliness. Whatever the devil said you will be... The blood of Jesus cancels it. Any difficulty your family background minus you. Because you have joined the family of God. I say you have joined the family of God. And I say if anyone being Christ is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things have become new. And all things are of God. Your home is of God. Your marriage is of God. Your business is of God. Your education is of God. Your finances is of God. Everything about you is of God. Who has reconciled us unto the Lord. And has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Oh, what a blessing. I said, what a blessing. He has sent us to preach deliverance to the captives. And recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed and finally Christ is our hope of glory he is our hope for salvation in heaven Jesus is the only hope for anybody to go to heaven in John 14 6 he says I am the way the truth and the life no one goes to the father except through me you know, some pastors come and say, Come and see me. It's as if they, they, they are the epitome of the solution to the problems of the world. I am the last stop. After you come to where I am, nothing will trouble you again but you have no idea their own troubles but Jesus said I am the signpost once you see me I'm giving you a direction I am the way to the father I am the truth I am the life no one comes to the father except through me he didn't say no one goes no one comes it means that he is with the father so once you come to him you've come to the father and father is talking about source he's talking about provision means that once you come to Jesus you've got provision I say you've got provision and without provision you don't have life that is why when you don't have Jesus you, are, you don't have life no Jesus no life in Acts chapter 4 verse 12 the Bible says there's neither no there's nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which men must be what? Saved. Amen. The King James says that neither is there salvation in any other. There's no salvation. There's no salvation in any other. He said there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 
We thank God for our first president, President Nkrumah. Because he won independence for us, we deified him. Or he was deified. And they used to call him Nkrumah Showboy. And Sandra, they say that God rained Tofi and Tofi will not come. And then they will say Nkrumah rained Tofi. You see, politicians always want to be able to win the hearts of people. And so they will make sure that the Tofis will come. So it made Nkrumah to be like he's a savior. He did a lot for Ghana though. But we're the same people who overthrew him. At the end of the day, he couldn't save Ghana. And the Bible says that neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So no president can save us. No father can save us. No man can save us except Jesus. 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 That is why we say Jesus is the answer for the world today. And no Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. You can stand on your feet with me and say, No, Jesus, no lie. No, 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 Jesus, no lie. My brothers and sisters, hang out his flag. Cause no, no, no. Oh, are you in the house? Can I, can I hear you shout, No, Jesus. No, Jesus. No life. No life. Are my reggae folks in the house? One finger in the air. 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 No Jesus, no life. No, 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 no. No Jesus, no life. No, 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 no. No, 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 Jesus, no life. I remember what the scripture says in First John 5 11. It says, God has given us eternal life, and this life has its source in Jesus Christ. Arabian's life. 
brought life eternal to life That we may see it as sin That oh, Jesus alive No, 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 no What I want, no, 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 Jesus, no lie. I remember what Jesus Christ said in John 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. He said, Whosoever believeth, though he were dead, yet he shall live. For he is the resurrection and the life. Satan came to steal, he came to kill and to destroy. I have come that he may have life abundantly. If the sun shall set you free from the law of sin and death, I'm telling you, you shall be free. If the spirit of life in God begins to move in your life, my brother, my sister, no matter what it is, everything's gonna be alright. Everything's great. Everything's gonna be everything's everything, everything is gonna be alright. Everything's everything, everything's gonna be alright. Everything's Everything's gonna be alright. You have the life of God in you. Declare it to yourself. Everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. Jesus, everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. No, 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 no. finger in the ear. <laughs> in the ear. We all have to go to Jamaica. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have learned about the fact that no Jesus, no life. No life. Is that right? Okay. Now if there is no Jesus, no life, then it means that it is important for us to tell people about Jesus. For Jesus to be known, he must be proclaimed. Amen. Amen. And so I want to share 
a few reasons why we must win souls. We have already learned the fact that John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. And then in First John chapter 5, verse number 11, the Bible also says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. So it means that when you receive his son Jesus, you receive eternal life, which is God's own kind of life. So it means that it's important for our world is going to change when people have eternal life, which is God's own kind of life. Because this world is a corruptible world. The Bible says the heart of man is de deceitful. It is filled with wickedness. So what is going to change men is not advice and it's not negotiations. It is the life of God that comes into them. So, the number one reason why we must become soul winners. So, I'm talking about reasons why we must be a soul winner. The first reason is that you must be a soul winner because that is the great command. Some say the great command. In fact, it is the great commission, great command, and great mandate. Say after me, great commission. Great commission. That means that something has been committed into our hands. Great command. Great command. Great mandate. Great mandate. Great instruction. Great instruction. Great order. Great order. Given to us. Given to us. By our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. By our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When you may do or share any emra iradiashe So our Lord has given to us a great commission. Somebody says, I'm going somewhere. I commit this into your hands. Is that right? So the primary thing that God has committed into our hands is the gospel. Is to win souls. Is to win souls. Why? Because he, when he came, he came to seek and save the lost. And when he was living, he said that what I have begun, continue it. When you start a business, and you are living, you want your children to continue. You want people to continue. Nobody wants to start a business and a business to collapse. They are looking for people to continue the business. So God wants his business to continue. Hallelujah. Amen. So the reason, number one reason why you were saved and God wants you to become a soul winner is that soul winning is the great commission and a great command. It's a great command. And it is a great mandate. And it is a great instruction. And it is a great order. You've been given order. And when you are given an order or an instruction, there is no negotiation. So we say, no negotiation. So there's nothing like, I, I, I want to do it. Like when you go to military parade, and they say, parade, attention. You can't say, I want to sit down. Attention means stand, attention. Stand at ease means that open your legs up. When they say right hand, means right hand. 
You don't say, I don't feel like turning to a right because my shoulder is paining me. There's no excuse about my shoulder is paining me. There's right turn or say, quick match. You say, well, I feel like going to wee-wee. That's not the time to go and wee-wee. That's not the time to do anything. You got to follow the instruction. So when an order is given and when an instruction is given and when a mandate is given and when something is committed to you, when there is an instruction, when there is a command, you got to follow the command, follow the commission, follow the mandate, follow the order. Mark 16:15. Go into all the world and preach. Amen. Go into all the world and what? Preach. So it means that when you do not preach, you do not make the Lord happy. So one yes, I we radiacana. Who may radi an angel? In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in, on earth. Christ, we catch the one say, Yet they took me in the earth. Verse 19. Go therefore, because all authority has been given to me, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and doing what verse 20, 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Hallelujah. Amen. So God wants us to preach the gospel to people, let them get saved, and gather them and teach them. You only teach people by gathering them. So the the gathering and the continual preaching of the word of God to people is known as church. So what he's saying is that we must go to communities preach the gospel to them, gather them, and then teach them the word of God. Hallelujah. And that's why we are going from community to community. We started a mission to Ashaman by the grace of God. We, uh, uh, next, next weekend, we, uh, uh, which was supposed to be our spiritual emphasis, our emphasis will be there. Amen. Amen. During the week, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be doing some prayer walk around and be praying in the community, taking on spiritual authority and praying for our homes and businesses, praying for the salvation of the community, praying that the Spirit of God will take over the community. Hallelujah. Then Saturday morning, by 7, 7.30, we are over there at Ashama, and we are going with food. We are going with food. We are going with rice. We are going with chicken. We are going with Kenke and Banku and things and, 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 and invite the people there and play music and give food to them. So when they finish playing football around and all the people that are gathered, we gather them, give them food. And after we've given them physical food, we we'll give them spiritual food as well. So we're going to Ashama, Zeno, Lebanon area. We want to make sure that the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, we can't keep sitting down, we can't keep polishing the old coins. No, there are souls that need to hear the gospel there are so and we can be sitting now and always thinking about ourselves i don't have this i don't have that i don't have that meanwhile some don't have the most important thing which is salvation in christ can i have an amen amen and so we want to anybody that can support in any way 
say, I, will, I, will, I want to give, uh, I think a plate of food should be probably about around five cities or six cities or seven cities, you know, and we should be able to feed at least 200 people, right? At least 200 people. We take food and water and some ice cream and some yogurt and things to them and let them, when the people, when people have eaten and they are satisfied, they will listen to you. Amen. The second reason why, second reason for soul winning is that we are called to this great work of soul winning. We are called. Tell somebody, we are called. So the Lord didn't only commission us, he called us. Tell somebody, he called us. Matthew twenty-two fourteen. Matthew twenty-two fourteen. These are scriptures everybody must know. Many are called. Many are called. Tell somebody, you are called. Hallelujah. Amen. Many are called, few are chosen. Many are called. So you are, tell somebody, I'm part of the call. Amen. Matthew 20, verse 16. So the last shall be first, and the first be last, for many be called. Tell somebody, many be called. So you've been called. Called to do what? Called to win souls. Now, if you, if you have, if you've got to, if a car falls in the gutter and you want to lift it up, will you call only one person? No. If there's something very heavy to lift in your house, maybe you've got a big fridge or deep freezer and you want to lift it up, will you call only two people? No. You call more people. The heavier the weight of the item, the more people you call. And so God knowing that over six billion people must be, preached, must be ministered to, he has called many people and you are the called. Yeah. Tell somebody, I'm the called. Amen. Amen. One guy called Isabel Kuhn, who was a missionary to China and Thailand, he said, I believe that in each generation God has called enough men and women to evangelize all the yet unreached tribes of the earth. It is not God who does not call. It is man who will not respond. So God has already called. It is you that you are not responding. And it's the truth. Number three. You must be a soul winner because you were created to carry out the good work of the Lord. The good work of soul winning. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. He said, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should work in them. So, God ordained that we should work in good works. We were created in Christ Jesus for these good works in preaching the gospel. Much as we are heaven bound, when we say, we say we are going to, we, we got to say we are going to heaven, we do not die immediately and go to heaven. Because God has some work for us here on earth. Amen? We must finish the work. Tell somebody, I've got some work to do on earth. And that is to save souls. You are the voice of Christ and you are the hands of Christ. You are the feet of Christ to Send the gospel to people. You know, there are many Christians who backslide. 
Because you have no purpose for being in the church. Sometimes you say after the country, they don't even feel like come church. Does it, uh, does it happen to you sometimes? Yeah, because the reason is that they don't know the real purpose for their being in church. When you engage in soul winning, you will discover the reason for your salvation. And so winning actually increases your self-esteem. Many years ago, I was preaching in the front place. And we used to, well, walking, I mean, walking through the bushes. Village after village. And I remember we were bypassing one village to go to another place. These people in this particular village walk close to the roadside. And they said, why are you leaving our village? Why are you not coming to our village? Don't we also want to, don't you also love God and want to hear the the, the, the word of God? I felt so ashamed. These people felt they were being cut out. And we don't have to cut off any people group. You'll be surprised that there are places we've gone to those days that knew about Coca-Cola but they didn't know about Jesus Christ. So ladies and gentlemen, let us not stay in Accra with a lot of radio stations and think that the gospel has been preached. And even within the city, there are many people who have not heard the true gospel. They have heard some preaching. They have heard about prosperity. They have heard about God. But they have not heard about the fact that Jesus is a savior and that they need Jesus. And God is depending on you. To be his mouthpiece to preach his word. Unto the lost. And when you preach the gospel. Your self esteem is lifted up. Anybody who feels a low self esteem. Start preaching the gospel. It will create confidence in you. I used to be a very shy person. And I'm still very shy. When I when I'm on the pulpit, the shyness goes away. But when I, I, I get into certain environments, I, I don't feel like talking. But I get bold emboldened when I have to preach the gospel. A certain passion is stirred in me. Don't be a there's a spiritual caterpillar that is developed inside of me when I start preaching. So that takes us the fourth reason why we must win souls. It gives great joy and energizes Christians. A soul winner 
So winning gives great joy and energizes the Christian. Luke chapter 10 verse 1 to 3 and 17. If you do not have joy, start preaching the gospel. Luke chapter 10 verse 1 to 3 and verse number 17. He said, after this thing, the Lord appointed 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. When we are preaching, it's good to go, go in pairs. There, and he said, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Verse 3, Go your way. Behold, I send you as lambs among wolves. And verse 17, let's all read together. When he told them to go, Bible say, the 70 returned with what? Joy. Saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Before they went, the demons were not subject to them. But when they went, the demons were subject to them. And they return with joy. That means that when you go and preach, there is a certain kind of joy that comes to you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Only mothers can describe the joy they get when they give birth to a baby. Bad time pet no betimiaka when they are pregnant they feel a lot of pains many discomforts but the moment they give birth and they see the baby all their pains go away in the process of birth they can be insulting their husband the moment they see the baby and the baby grows up again before I realize another belly full. You realize that there is a joy in seeing a baby. And there's a joy in seeing your spiritual son and your spiritual daughter. And everybody in this church, you must aim at getting souls. You must aim at winning souls and, and coming to church and pointing out your finger at them and say, by the grace of God, these five people, I, I want them to come to Christ. I preach to these ones and they have come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Fifth reason is that, that you must be a soul winner is that the greatness of any church is not how many it seats, but how many it sends out to go and preach. The next reason is that sowing is important because it is the heartbeat of Jesus. Luke 19 10, Bible said, The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Number seven, sowing is important because it prevents church quarrels and splits. 
When church members are engaged in fruitful activities, they have no time for petty quarrels that bring divisions. But you see, when people are not preaching the gospel, that's when they have all the time to be describing people's weeks. And they are talking about how somebody is walking. But you see, when you, you have a farm that your farm is full of weeds and you got to tend your, your, your farm, you have no time to look at somebody else's farm. So when you be a, a real serious Christian, you, 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 you don't become part of the critical group. You become part of the building group. You become part of the solution seekers. You become part of the intercessors. When you pray for a people, you pray for a group, when you pray for an institution, you don't fight them, you don't criticize them. Because you become one with the person you pray to, you pray with, and you pray for. Amen. Amen. So when we preach, there's no time for all kinds of internal animosities. So anytime you are agitated with others and you want, you want to become quarrelsome, look at your look at your soul winning life and find out that have I been winning souls? Amen. Amen. Am I helping somebody here? Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 says that let every man not think about himself but also others. Amen. Amen. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest but also for the interest of others. A real beautiful life. Listen, if you want to be happy, let, just learn to make others happy. Amen. Amen. And as you begin to see God, the things you are looking for will begin to be chasing after you. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yeah. You will see God will take care of you. When you work for a company, the company takes care of you. So when you work for God, God will take care of you. I said, God will take care of you. I see the best coming to you from the gospel. As you begin to serve God, I see God's promotion come to you. You will step into nations you never dreamt about that you will ever go to. You will sleep in hotels that you, will you never thought you would ever see before. You will have monies that you never imagined those monies will come to you. You will have dollar accounts and power accounts and euro accounts. Both in the country and outside. Amen. You have more than enough. I said you have more than enough. Because Bible says unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or can imagine. God is going to do beyond your imagination. Start thinking about others. There are many people... The soul in number eight. So winning also generates divine support and protection. So I say divine support and protection. I'm about finishing right now. Many people want 
support. When you win souls, you generate divine support for all that you are doing. One day I went to Bogatanga and then I went to where they sell their smokes and co. I took some friends there to go and buy some stuff. And then I heard the message of Reverend Isud Anaba being played in a particular shop. That is what drew me to the place and I went and bought there. The guy was a member of the church. You see, the gospel drew me to the place and we, 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 he made sales. We bought from him. The gospel has a way of letting your life become appreciated. The gospel will let you get a nice husband to marry. God fearing man. Listen, if you want a good person to marry, marry somebody in the house of God. Not somebody by the wayside. Because the person has a wayside idea. But when you marry somebody in the house of God, the person has a God kind of mind. Can I have an amen? Amen. Are you here with me? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Peter Taylor said, it is not our choice to spread the gospel or not. It is our death if we do not. So it means that if you do not preach the gospel, it is in your death. It means that it is a disadvantage to you if you do not preach. So winning generates heavenly joy. There's a heavenly response to each and every soul that is one for the Lord. Luke chapter 15 verse 7. He says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents. So if you want heaven to be happy with you, win a soul. Can I have an amen? Amen. And verse 10 says, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. So churches must know the reason why they exist. That is to generate souls for heaven. Say, we, we are a factory to generate souls for heaven. Tell somebody, we are a factory to generate souls for heaven. Nestle produces milk, is that not it? And soap and things. That is what they do. They don't produce oil. They produce serilac. Then some company also produces oil. Then Gridco and ECG produce electricity. They don't produce souls. It is also the work of the church. The mandate of the church is that as we are receiving from Nestle, Serilac and Milo and soap and milk, and we are receiving from ECG electricity, and we are receiving from Ghana Water Company water, and we are receiving oil from another kind of company, we must also generate something. And what we must give out must be souls. So the church is there as a producer of souls unto the Lord. Amen. So the church is a heavenly embassy. There are people who pray for protection. When you preach the gospel, God protects you. You didn't hear me. Did you hear me? Yes. I said, when you preach the gospel, God protects you. 
That's our last scripture. Psalm 91, verse 14 to 16. Psalm 91, 14 to 16. Psalm 91, 14 to 16. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Is that right? Jesus said, you are my disciples if you do what? My will, my commandment. Because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. And I will set him on high. So when you do the work of God, God will deliver you. May the Lord deliver you. And may the Lord set you on high. He says, he, I will set him on high because he has known my name. Because you know the name of the Lord, God will set you on high. There's a song which says, I know his name. I know his name. His name is wonderful. I know his name. I know his name. I know his name. His name is mighty God. I know. I know. I know. I know his name. I know his name. His name is mighty God. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. This year, as you are winning souls, as you call upon him, he will answer you. Why will he answer you? Because Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it, and they are saved. I will be with him in trouble. You see, sometimes we are going through some things, and people think that God has abandoned you. God said, in the midst of the trouble, I'll be with you. Anybody going through any difficulty, God is with you. God hasn't abandoned you. I said, God has abandoned you. Amen. Amen. Never ever think that when somebody is having a challenge, it means that the person might have sinned, or the person is a bad person. So God has abandoned him. No, God hasn't abandoned the person. He wants his name to be glorified. And whatever you are going through, the name of the Lord shall be glorified. The name of the Lord shall be lifted up. You are going to come out of your shame. You are going to come out of your difficulty. And your life shall become a testimony. Is it not this brother that we know was begging for food? Now he's a distributor of food. Is this not this brother that we used to see that he, yeah, I mean, his clothing didn't look good, but now he, 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 he dressed speak and span. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Looks very, very wonderful. Very lovely. Is it not a sister that when we see the hair, the hair is always smelling. But this time, the hair is looking good. Very bouncy. Oh, your life shall be a testimony. Yeah. Hey, you will step out of your car. And when you step out of your car, they will say, hey, you're noir, and you're noir. They will see you nicely dressed with your beautiful shades as you step out. They say, mm, 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 mm. it cannot be hair. It cannot be hair. And they say, then you remove your shades. They say, share. Me and I draw my son. Hey, me and me and I, hey, and me and I. Oh. Amen. The Lord is going to do it. Amen. Yeah. They will see a very nice house there. Ooh. And they say, Who is that? They say, Is it for some burger? You are the burger. They will say it's for some burger, but it's not for any burger. You have been in Ghana, you've been serving God, and because you serve God, God will He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. I will deliver him and honor him. May the Lord deliver you, and may the Lord honor you. You didn't hear me. I said, may the Lord deliver you and honor you. Oh, your amen is Amen. What? Did I insult you? No. Did I say something bad? No. Did I not quote the Bible? Yes. And if you quote the Bible, would not God do his word? Yes. God said, I will deliver you and honor you. 
Amen. I will deliver you and honor you. Amen. To be honored means respect will come on you. Amen. You know you have been looked down upon. People look up to you. They look down at you, but they will begin to look at you. They, 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 they abandon you, but you shall be held like precious egg. Those that were against you shall begin to be for you. You shall be like Joseph, who was cast down in a pit, but you'll be parted. In life, you will first be pitted, you'll be parted, and then you'll be putted. I see God picking you from the pit, out of the pot, imprisonment to being put you where you have to be put. That shall be your portion. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I say in the name of the Lord Jesus. I will deliver him and honor you. You'll be delivered from shame. You'll be delivered from poverty. You'll be delivered from sickness. You'll be delivered from singleness. Somebody who are sitting here say, hey, will I ever, will a man ever choose me? Hey, get ready. Somebody is head over heels in love with you. The person just hasn't gathered the confidence. But after today, the person will have confidence to come. Amen. And he says, sister, I've been dreaming about you. Mm. Because of you, I cannot sleep very well. So when I sleep, right. brother, and I shake and say, hey, hey, Lucy. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm dreaming about you. That shall be your portion. Amen. I said, that shall be your portion. There is a work that is available unto thee. God will not let the interviewers leave you out. Your name is going to pop out. You shall be shortlisted and you are going to get that job in the name of the Lord Jesus. Promotion shall be your portion. I will deliver him and honor him. They say with long life. 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 Just somebody, I'm not ready to die. Say, I shall not die. But I shall live to declare the works of the Lord. Because my Bible says that with long life will my God satisfy me and show me his salvation. Because I preach salvation, I shall receive salvation. Because whatever you sow, that is what you are going to reap. Somebody give the Lord a shout! Hallelujah! Amen! God is going to honor you. When you preach, God will protect you. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. But every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, it shall be condemned. Why? Because say, for this is what? The heritage of the servants. This is the heritage of who? The servants. That means that those who serve, those who serve, those who serve, those who serve, you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and your water. Exodus 20. 3, 25 and 26. Say, you shall serve. You shall serve. He shall bless. He shall bless. You shall serve. You shall serve. somebody and say, you shall serve. You shall serve. He shall bless. He shall Kick bless. the person and say, you shall serve. You shall serve. You shall bless. Punch the person and say, you shall serve. He shall bless. Say, when I serve, he. Point the hand and say, he. He. When I serve him, he shall bless me. As my service goes higher, the blessings come down. My life will surely change for the better as I keep serving God. Listen to me. You want money? Preach. Serve God. Don't preach because of money. But serve God. The preaching of the gospel has generated most, the most money. Are you getting me? The preacher, because God wants his work to be supported, God manufactures resources and make sure that resources come. So the dresses you will need, God will let you have them. Amen. The shoes, you know what? 
When I started going to church, I remember very well, I used to have one brown trousers and one white shirt striped with some brown stripes in it, which I bought from Cantamanto, Thema Station. Yeah, Ben Down Boutique. I remember with a suede shoe, brown suede shoe that somebody gave to me. I wore that shoe from secondary school, I think form three or so, all the way to my second year university. So it means that as my feet were, my, my feet were growing, I had to make adjustments for the thing to grow. And I remember every week I was in my brown trousers. Brown trousers. Moving from, from Kolebu Road, I would walk all the way to Circle, Calvary Baptist Church, and sit at the back there and be listening to the word of God, go through foundation classes, go through the teachings, and all those things. And I had a passion to serve God. One dress, one dress, one dress, week after week. I didn't care who was thinking what because I was not going for a fashion parade. Mm. I went to look for my God. Mm. I went to seek my God. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yes. But years later, what I was not looking for, the Lord has given me more than enough. Can I have an amen? And one of the humbling things that ever happened to me, the pastor who baptized me, the, pa the man who was, I mean, so a big man, and I was sitting far at the back there, and the man who said, was, was an African-American man, he said, Calvarian squeeze, and when they are squeezing, my body was so tiny, they squeeze your little body, and you find that they are, you are being crushed up at the back there. Squeeze, and I was being physically squeezed, because they wanted more people to come in and sit in. And then years later, I was invited to preach over there for a pastor's appreciation meeting. And here was this pastor, has become very elderly, playing keyboard for me to do altar call. My eyes were very tearing. And I said, oh Lord, I never ever dreamt that one day I would even be, be doing anything special in front, let alone be invited as a special guest. That church is full of diplomats. That church was full of, I mean, that, that was a foremost church where very important people were going to Calvary Baptist Church as I call. The ambassadors and co. And here was this little potato standing there, Jonathan Ekubani, invited my pastor and my, my, well, my spiritual father, Reverend Dr. Fred Digbe, introducing me and said, Joe, you've come back home. We are glad that you are home. Come and pray. Oh, what a humble God is going to honor you. God is going to lift you up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God is going to honor you. God is going to bless you. God is going to... So as you preach, listen to me. The Lord God Almighty will be the lifter up of your head. Peter said, we've left all to follow you. Jesus said... Oh. Hey Peter, Mark 10 28. Some say, Hey Peter, hey Peter. He said, Mark 10 28. We've left all to follow you. And people think that as a friend, you are wasting your time. You are not wasting your time. Jesus said, Hey Peter, listen to me. No man who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife, children, land for my sake and the gospels, but he which who shall not what receive a hundredfold now in this time, what? Houses. So if you have left to follow Jesus, you left house, you get houses. You left brothers, you get brothers. You left sisters, you get sisters. You get mothers. 
God has blessed me with wonderful mothers. Yes. I said wonderful mothers. Amen. Wonderful fathers. Amen. 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 My biological father is dead, but I've got a lot of fathers. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Fathers who, who, who care very much about me. If they send it, I take telephone, I call them, and anything will help. God has given me brothers. God has given me whatever. Hallelujah. So as you serve God, please give, give God your lifetime. Give him your youthfulness. Give him your beauty. Whilst you are young, whilst you are sweet, do not waste till when you may pimp him that come as hot. Till you are so grown that you do not look attractive enough. Then that's why say, I want to go and preach. This is the time to use all your beauty all your handsomeness, all your strength, all your physical vital, whatever that you have, you say, I will serve God. My lifetime, I will give God my lifetime. A soul is waiting for you. I said, the salvation of a soul is waiting for you. Can I have an amen? Yeah. One of the days, my sister-in-law called me and I was talking about some guy who looked very important in a very big church. And as he mentioned his name, I said, I know this guy. When he mentioned my name to the guy, the guy was so excited. And I said, you know why? Because 1983, I preached to the guy at Abitifi in the Eastern region. I led him, I prayed for Holy Ghost baptism. And little did I know that he was going to become a big person, big chartered accountant, partner to this and that, and become a minister. Today, he said, I mean, he's blessed, big time chartered accountant, this time, and his life has been changed on a positive course because a little boy at that time, a teenager, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ unto him. You never know who you are preaching the gospel to. You never know who you are preaching the gospel to. Can I have an amen? Yeah, you never know who you are preaching the gospel to. So ladies and gentlemen, this is our season. It's our time to manufacture souls. Anybody you meet is a potential soul for the kingdom. Preach to the person. Two minutes, three minutes, preach Christ to the person. And direct him into the house of God. And your reward is great. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord favor you. And the Lord be the lifter up of your head. As you serve him. In spirit and in truth. May you never have a need. May God, the Lord who is a good shepherd. May he provide for you. May you become like the psalmist who said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because he makes me to lie down in green pastures. May the Lord lead you to the green pastures and cause you to drink of the rivers of gentle stillness. And when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, may you fear no evil because it's you. May his rod and staff be your comfort. And may God give you the upper hand in every contest. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not out of word, I'm out of time. Amen. Amen.